Hey there, this is Brian. I'm the host of the Engaging Missions show. If you've found this show for the first time, I did want to take a second to let you know that this show is not currently in production. You're certainly welcome to check out all of the archives, but we don't have new episodes coming out at the moment. However, I did want to take a second to highlight one of the sponsors that sponsored the show a while ago. They're not currently sponsoring the show, but if you're looking for a place to invest in the kingdom, I'd recommend checking out Mega Voice Audio Bibles. You can find them at megavoice.com, or you'll find a link in the show notes, and I would encourage you to just check that out and see if maybe that's a fit for your giving. There's no compensation here or anything like that. I just wanted to highlight them. And with that, I'll get you back into the regular program. You're listening to The Engaging Missions Show, Episode 60, with Kevin Greeson. Welcome to The Engaging Missions Show, where we discover God's glory in what He's doing around the world. Each week, we hear from missionaries, ministry leaders, church planters, and disciple makers as they share about God's work in their lives and ministries. Welcome to The Engaging Missions Show. This week, we'll be talking to Kevin Greeson about how to get from hello to a conversation about the gospel. The show notes are available at engagingmissions.com slash Kevin Greeson or slash 60 as in episode number 60. And I think you're probably going to want to stop by because there's a lot of resources that we talk about in terms of being able to share the gospel and understanding the people that you're sharing with. I think you're really going to like this one. All right, let's get started. Today, I'm very happy to have Kevin Greeson on the line. Kevin knows quite a bit about things like movements among Muslims, sharing our starting movements the way Jesus did, and then also getting from hello to a conversation about the gospel. And today we're going to spend most of our time talking about that conversation, getting from hello to talking about the gospel. But before we get into that, I'd like to let let Kevin have an opportunity to share a little bit more about himself and his ministry, and then we'll get into it. So Kevin, would you take a minute and share with us a little bit about yourself and your ministry? Yes, I'd be glad to. Uh, I am from Corpus Christi, Texas, and I've been a missionary for 21 years, serving in South Asia through the International Mission Board. And um, early on um, in South Asia, uh, we were working with uh, Hindus and just not having very good success. Of course, I'm brand new, going through culture shock, going through all the normal things that uh, people going from one culture to another like this, learning the language. <laughs> and then one day my, uh, my mentor, my supervisor, uh, asked if we could start working with Muslims. And, of course, I knew nothing about Muslims. How everything I was saying to them was being thrown back at me, and I was just – I was, was not getting anywhere and frustrated – Pretty much to the point of let's just go home and let's support somebody else come out here and, and do it. And then uh, about that time, we heard about a an actual movement that was taking place. And so by this time, I learned the language. And so I went down and began asking questions, first of all, to see if this movement is real. But then uh, once I was convinced it was real... Then I'm asking the question, all right, when you share with your relatives, what is it that you're saying to them? And so that's when I began to 
listen very carefully and to understand um, an approach that has become just widespread as a way of uh, getting from hello to a gospel presentation and using bridges, things that are culturally um, you know, already embedded inside the mind of a Muslim and, and kind of like Paul in Acts 17 and using that. So that's that was a big breakthrough for the ministry back uh, many years ago. And uh, we saw uh, from that movement, we leapt over into other parts of that country and we began using some of those tools. It, obviously, God is the one who brings about movements, but we began to understand how to connect, and uh, we saw our boldness rise up even higher, and we would go into places that we normally weren't going into and talking to Muslims and seeing, starting to see some results. So that that's pretty much the, the background that's led us up to today. Okay. And for those who are listening, we're, we're about to head into a discussion about this particular topic. Normally, we would spend a bunch of time talking about challenges and things like that, and we've already covered a little bit of that. But I also want to mention, before we get into this, that there are a number of resources that are available that are tuned toward a specific world religion. And so you might want to you know pop by the show notes page, pause this for a second, and just kind of find that. We'll have a link in the show notes to take you there. It's actually a little bit hard to find it first. Uh, but we want those to be available. And we're going to be talking primarily right in this interview, I think, about Islam. But there are some things there for other world religions. And as you're thinking about maybe your neighbors or coworkers, you might want to consider uh, what religions that are close to those countries and take a quick look at those resources. Because you, as we're talking through this, even though the framework may not be exactly the same, it might pr- provide you some valuable resource. And with, with that, Kevin, you know, when we talked first, we talked mostly about getting from hello to a gospel conversation. I'm really interested to learn more about that. I, I consider myself a complete newbie, so I'm here as a learner as well as an interviewer. Can you, before we, before we start talking about the, the app or the, um, the, the downloads, can you yeah. maybe give us a broad framework for just kind of what, what you mean when you're talking about getting from hello to a gospel framework, and then we'll maybe get a little bit further into it. Yeah, I have found just in my own life and those that I, I do a lot of training with that we, we can all say hello to a stranger and to a person of another religion. We can, we can say hello. And in this broadcast here, I'm going to sharpen that just a little bit, but we can all say hello. And, uh, and mainly I'm talking in particular about in the U.S., when you go to the grocery store or to the bank or to the mall or wherever, and you're bumping into people that you recognize to be a part of another religion, these apps or these downloads are designed to help you get from that point of saying hello and uh, and, it, and I'm going to start off because not everybody has a, a gospel presentation memorized. And so I'm going to take just a, a okay. couple of minutes to work on that as well. But if you do have a gospel presentation, this the, the part where I used to really struggle 
and many people struggle is I know how to say hello. I know my gospel presentation. I just don't know how to maneuver the conversation to connect those two. And so that's where I've spent uh, many years now studying uh, the best evangelists, those people who are very highly effective of getting from hello to a gospel presentation um, and grabbing what I learned from them and packaging it into this training here. Um, the Some of the bridges, and that's what I'm going to call, if you're thinking about it in your mind, the hello to the gospel presentation, this this liminal space between those two points right there, uh, we're going to use the word bridge. And so just like you would, as you're going onto a bridge out on the highway, you know where the entrance of that bridge is, and you know where that bridge is going to take you, and you know when you're going to get off that bridge. In the same way, you're going to piece your conversation with uh, in particular with a Muslim, you're going to be thinking in that realm right there. Uh, how do I get onto the bridge and how do I get off to off the bridge? The presentation, the gospel presentation, is one that I've chosen that has, is highly used out here in South Asia. You may have a better one than this. But I chose this particular presentation because it is somewhat familiar to people, you know, most everybody in the U.S. who have been in evangelistic training that has taught you how to actually share the gospel, the key points of a gospel presentation. And uh, this one is very similar to what you're already familiar with. And so um, I chose that one. Now, it's very, very short. You're going to be amazed. In fact, on the website, there is a, uh, uh, a video that you can watch. It's two minutes long. And you might be thinking, Kevin, why, why are we in such a hurry? Why, why are you pushing and driving it so fast to make a gospel presentation? And the answer to that is, I know if you have a, a, a very long presentation, well, that's not grocery store friendly. That's not um, 7-Eleven friendly. You know, people are in a hurry. You're in a hurry nowadays. And so uh, if you have a big gospel presentation, you, are, you struggle to shorten it for that environment. But on the other hand, if you have a short uh, presentation, I know you have the ability to stop and you can park on just about any point you feel like time is allowing. But that's the reason why I'm making it a very short presentation, because I'm assuming you will know how to to stop and to camp on whatever you feel like you need that. But in most of our circumstances, we people are, are very much in a hurry, and we're trying to get through this very quickly before we part ways. Um, so that is the bookends that we're focusing on. So let me start up at the front, okay. and that is the hello. So very easily, this is going to take less than one minute to train you how to say hello to a Muslim. And again, the app, um, this presentation, again, 
is on the website and it's meant to go onto your hip or your purse, wherever you keep your cell phone, because I know that most everybody has a smartphone that uh, can handle an app, and it is. We're going to encourage you to use that as a as a uh, your cheat notes or your uh, guide or a help to get you through this gospel presentation. You can look down. Uh, I do have on this app as well uh, five common um, objections that we have uh, come across over the years. So I have those ready for you. And knowing that one of those is going to pop up and you'll know which one those are and you can look down at your phone and say, you know what, I knew you were going to say that or just look down there and take a glance at what uh, we know that they're going to say to you. And you can look and see, oh, there, there's a ready Two sentences that I'll, I'm ready to say back to you. So this is meant to be a very user-friendly uh, app for those uh, those of us who are at the grocery store seeing people uh, right and left. All right. So the way we say hello to a Muslim, guaranteed to put a smile on their face when you say it their way. And their way is salam alaikum. And again, the app actually has a soundbite where a person, uh, you can listen to him a few times so that you can practice that and get it down. Even if you mess up, I guarantee you, the person, the Muslim that you're saying that to will appreciate it. And and that kind of sets the tone of a conversation. Uh, if you can get a smile on their face, it makes both of you feel just a little bit more comfortable and will help the conversation flow to the next part. I'm going to skip the bridge for just a minute here, and I'm going to go to the back end, and we're going to go to that gospel presentation. And the one that we're using, we're calling it One Verse, One Story. So this is Romans 6.23. If you are listening and you can pull it up on the website, you can see what I'm talking about. But if you're not, I'm just going to give you a visual of what uh, how this goes and if you see many gospel presentations with a drawing you'll remember that there's god on one side and then there's man on the other side there's a gap in the middle okay if you recognize that then you know what i'm talking about here and so you just draw uh i don't know how to draw god so we just use a cloud so we draw that then we have our gap and we say uh god is holy And man was with God in the beginning, and man committed one sin. So you just draw a one over that gap area right there, and it separates us from God. So now you have man on one side, you have God on one side, you have that one, number one for the one sin. And let me just stop and say, Muslims feel that they can get into heaven eventually by doing enough good works here on earth combined with a period of punishment kind of like a purgatory uh, idea that for thousands and thousands of years i know in the country where i'm i have been serving if you miss one call to prayer most of the imams in the country are telling their 
people, their Muslim uh, attendees of the mosque, that if you miss one call to prayer, that's 100,000 years in this period of punishment. I mean, it's, it's not easy being a Muslim. So um, they're thinking that eventually all of this will be paid for and they can go into that heaven back or they can cross back over this gap here. So we just want to remind them with that number one that we have drawn in the middle there that Adam and Eve, all they committed was just one sin. That's all it takes to become unholy. And so if it took one sin for them to come out of this, uh, the Septuagint calls the garden paradise. So let's use that. This paradise, if they're kicked out of paradise because of one sin and there's separation now between us and God, how in the world are we going to, those of us who have just all of this sin in our lives, how are we going to go in? So that's the idea of carrying that one there. And we're going to use that one in just a minute. We're going to come back to it. Underneath the man on that side of the uh, drawing, you're just going to write the three words, first three words of uh, Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. Those three words stacked up on each other, wages, sin, death. And you just ask, what's a wage? Well, it's something you, you earn. Then you ask, what is sin? Well, it's disobedience against God. Ask the question, If you commit one sin, again, point back up to that one up there. If you commit one sin, what do you earn? And then you drop down to the bottom, and the answer is in the verse, death. This is the bad news. This is the side of the gap here called bad news. But at the bottom, we're going to say, but the verse doesn't stop on with just the bad news. There's a little word, B-U-T, but, and that little word takes us over to the good side, the side that God is on. And underneath God, on that side, we're going to write the the three, uh, under him, three layers. We're going to write gift, and under that, we'll write God, and under that, we'll write eternal life. So you ask, in the same fashion as you did on the other side, you're going to ask some questions. What's a gift? Well, something's free. You can't work for it. If God wants to give you a gift, do you want that? And, of course, everybody's going to say, well, yeah, we want a gift from God. According to this verse, what is the gift that God wants to give you? And you drop down to the last phrase that you wrote down at the bottom. The answer is eternal life. But the verse doesn't end right there. It says through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so at this point, you come back to the gap area. You have that one that is, you know, hanging there in that gap. And you draw a cross using that one. You just draw the cross over the one. And it forms a bridge. And then you just do a dotted line. So through Jesus, this gap has been bridged. That's how easy that gospel presentation is. The name of it is one verse, one story. You can practice it several times. It's very, very super easy to to learn. All right, that's where we're going. I've just taught you the entrance onto the bridge, which is 
how to say hello, guaranteed to put a smile on a Muslim's face. And now I told you where we're going to the one verse, one story uh, gospel presentation. Hey, hey, Kevin, can I cut in for just a second? For those who are listening, uh, this, this framework for the gospel that Kevin's been sharing, there are several of those available for your iPhone or your Android advi- device. So I'm going to make sure that we have some links in the, for those as well, just in case you want to take a look at them and you're not able to view the video or something like that. We'll just make sure that that's available for you. And those notes will be at engagingmissions.com slash Kevin Greeson. Uh, and then with that, Kevin, we'll go ahead and get back into that conversation, the bridge part. All right, now we're in the bridge part, and I have three options for you. And again, this is on the app. You're you're staring down at your phone if you need the little help here. And um, the way I've organized the three possible bridges, one is not contextualized at all. The next one is a little more contextualized, and then the one at the bottom is is very much contextualized. And uh, what I mean contextualized, it means uh, putting it into the context. It, it's making it friendly uh, for them, for the person, the Muslim that you're talking to. Uh, I have a friend of mine who has been helping me through the years to, you know, every body is listening to somebody if you're a buddhist you're listening to buddha if you're a hindu you're listening to the one or many of the gods that you have if you're a muslim you can say in this aspect you're listening to muhammad or the quran and so that's what those people are listening to and so he taught me that if we pay attention to what people are listening to it's there are some possible bridges to help people. Just like Paul walking into Athens, something told him to stop, take a look around. You see these idols, you walk into Athens, use that as a contextualized bridge to go into the, to the gospel presentation, putting it up at the front and using it as a short bridge to jump off into something that, um, and it, what we learned from Acts 17, it worked pretty well for Paul, and it has been working for us as well. And these movements among Muslims that uh, maybe you've you listened to a previous broadcast here from David Garrison about the many movements that are taking place around the world. So six of those I've been a part of from scratch all the way up to where uh, those movements are well over a thousand, each one of those. So I'm learning from the Muslims who have come to Christ, how they're sharing with their relatives, and they are using, typically, most of them are using a a bridge, a contextualized bridge. All right, so let's go into that first bridge that is not contextualized, and it goes like this. Do Muslims in your community know the book called Injil? Sharif. Um, and just a little technical point right there. Injil means gospel. And Sharif is what they would say that designates that as a very important, maybe they would even say a holy book, a book from God. So in, just remember the word Injil. And uh, so that's the Muslim way of understanding 
Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the gospel. And of course, you know, you and I know that gospel means good news. Mm -hmm. So I've just asked a Muslim this question. Do Muslims in your community know about the book called the Injil? And of course, most Muslims, I'd say 90% of them will say, yes, we, yes, we know about the Injil. And then you ask, do you know the meaning of the word Injil? And then, of course, they will not know, but you'll say to them, it means good news. Now, in this book called Good News, there's one verse that we found that tells what that good news is about. Okay, do you see how I just bridged into my one verse, one story presentation? Mm -hmm. Okay, so that took care of one option right there. The second one that we have for you is uh, a little more contextualized. You'll ask this question. Is there one verse in the Quran that summarizes the entire Quran? Okay. And maybe they will know one. Maybe they don't. But whatever they answer, you just smile and listen to it. Won't take but just a second. This gives you opportunity to say, well, I'm reading the Injil, and I found one verse that summarizes the, the story of the, the whole redemption or the whole way of us getting connected with God, the good news. Okay, So you can see how that right there is uh, another way of bridging, filling that gap, getting from hello to a gospel presentation that we have. And then the last one here, again, we're going to now reach inside the Quran and just use one verse out of the many thousands and thousands of verses that they have in the Quran. We're just going to use one and use that as a bridge. So here it is. It says, can I ask you two questions about your Quran? In chapter 5, verse 64, the Quran says that the angel contains light and guidance. First, so I've asked them, can, I, I got two questions about this one verse that says the angel has light and or is light and guidance. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to ask them, what do you think that means when the Quran says there is light and guidance? What does that mean to you when the Quran says the angel contains light and guidance or is light and guidance? And you can listen to them talk for just a minute. Most likely they'll say, well, this is a good book, you know. Secondly, I want to ask you, uh, the word... Angel, and we say it in English, gospel, it means good news. You know, on the day of judgment, we're all either going to get good news or bad news. And if you want good news, guaranteed good news, well, this book that God has given us, the Angel, the book called Good News, it helps us on that day of judgment to get good news. In fact, I found one verse that summarizes that whole story of how we can get good news on that day of judgment. Do you want to hear it? All right. So you can see how you just bridged into the uh, one verse, one story. Okay. 
So, so the, oh, go ahead. No, just uh, Brian. I just that's it's that simple. It's sitting right there on your phone. You see a Muslim in the grocery store, and you are determined. I want to go share with that person, <laughs> and so this is what we're intending. That's our intent here. Okay. So one question that's kind of come up as you've been sharing this, the, the, the framework that you're bringing up really only has three or four steps. It's not terribly complex, but also because you're potentially working with somebody from a completely different culture and a completely different um, belief system, it can, be, it can at least seem a little bit challenging to do this. Is there a way that people are able to effectively practice these kinds of conversations and get comfortable with the presentation? Are there, are, are there ways that people have been doing that? Well, uh, there are some videos on this website that uh, have some, uh, well, you can just watch it and, and learn as well. Um, it's, we've tried to make it as simple knowing that we can't travel around the country in the U.S. doing this training, so we're trying our best to make this as user-friendly as an app, something that you can look at, you can download, you can listen to this broadcast here, and you can learn it very quickly. Hello? Choose one bridge, go to one verse, one story, there you have it. And again, like I said, that sounds very, a very quick, rapid uh, progression there. But the intent is it's uh, grocery store friendly. And I know that you can stop and park on any one of those uh, points with them. And sort of as a follow-up question, you know, you're a couple of the bridges talk about different places in the Quran. Uh, one of them has a specific surah that it mentions. Uh, as you're connecting with a Muslim, if you bring up something like the Quran, do they have any expectation that you will have at least read some of it in your own language? Or uh, do, do you see what I'm getting at? Do, do they have an expectation that you would have any depth of knowledge in the Quran or just that you know one or two of their verses? They will probably assume that you haven't studied their book uh, very much, and you've only made reference to just one. So you're admitting, I, I know of just this one verse. And so it, I, just as much as you'll put a smile on their face that uh, you're saying hello in their way, salam alaikum, you will also put a smile on their face when they know that you have taken the time to look inside their book, it makes them very, very happy. I've had many encounters where when I said, hey, I, I'm studying your book or I've learned one verse in your book, it just changes everything. And they will grab me by the arm, come sit down. And uh, they're just very happy about that. Just as just as you would be happy if a Muslim or a Sikh or a Hindu were to come up to you and say, you know, I, I've read in your verse, your book about John three sixteen, and let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. Okay, and, and you know, as I'm thinking about maybe some differences in culture for the for the people who are culturally americans we've sort of been raised in the us i think that we have this sense that people don't want to talk about religion that it's one of those oh, yes. off, off limits topics i don't believe that's the case with someone from another world religion can you share a little exactly. bit more about that totally you're so right on that uh, and it took me a while because i grew up 
like you said, in a culture of politics and religion, <laughs> you, you don't talk about that. Well, it's just so amazing in South Asia and many countries around the world. Religion is a part of the uh, of the conversation. Uh, it's very easy to talk to Muslims. They want to talk about religion and Hindus and Sikhs. It's so easy, and it's not offensive at all for them, for you to just jump into a, a religious question. And is it at all offensive to them for you to jump into a religious question and then start talking about what you believe, which may completely differ from, from their system of belief? Uh, there, uh, as long many years as I've been doing this, uh, because I'm presenting it in this way, and I'm, I'm asking questions. I don't know if you noticed that, but those bridges are mm-hmm. pretty much questions, and they're not pushy things onto them. And so they appreciate it when you package it like that. Uh, I've not had... Very many Muslims at all, and I, you know, we're talking about hundreds and hundreds of Muslims I've shared with. Very rarely will I find one that is that becomes angry. Okay, and um, I, I let some of my friends know that I was going to be talking to you about this particular topic, and one of my friends named Carol had a, a question, and I don't know how how relevant it is but I think it might be at least in the context of ministering in the U.S. Her question was. What do you what do you share with somebody if they ask whether or not you can prove what you believe is a hundred percent correct? And I I didn't see that in the the responses you had in the materials. Right, right. Well, it's it's experience. We we experience Christ, and it's uh, and how can anybody refute my personal experience? So your testimony is probably the best bridge that you can have out there. And but a lot of people stumble through their testimony and they don't they're shy to say and they've not practiced it. But I encourage you to work on your testimony to get it to where it's a it's a decent presentation uh, to to Muslims. They, They love to hear what what's happened in your life and if God has answered a prayer or he has taught you something, uh, he's impacted you, they love to hear it. And do they do they love to hear the redemptive parts of it as well? You know, not just the um, not just the answers to prayer, but also maybe the struggles or the failures. Does does that all make a cohesive whole for them? Yeah, Brian, you're hitting right on it. They to to give a uh, uh, everything is rosy and everything is uh, lollipops and gumballs and rainbows. <laughs> those kind of testimonies, I've not seen them really connect with people. They just Okay. But when you say, and this is, we do train people, you know, if you came to Christ at a very early age, you probably don't have one of those testimonies of, I was caught up in this struggle and this sin and God was, you know, if you've got one of those testimonies, great. But many people do not have that. But there has been at some point where you walked away from the Lord and you got caught up in something. And so I I encourage them in the training. We do stop and we practice this when I, whenever I come to churches and I, we do the training. I get you to remember that time and uh, let's bring that out and let's practice it and let's sharpen it up because that's what you want to share with somebody, how you struggled. And you're not saying everything is 
rosy and heavenly right now. But you are saying things like, you know, when I struggle now, I have this peace that's inside. And when I go through those difficult times, I don't feel like I'm going through those alone anymore. And I feel that peace and comfort and God is walking beside me. I feel that. So that's the kind of testimonies that really connect with, with people's of other faiths. Uh, that's that's good to hear. Uh, at our at our church here, we've actually spent the last several months with different people from the church sharing their testimonies as as either a sermon or perhaps a Wednesday night thing. And I've found those to be hugely uh, valuable to me as as a listener to connect with somebody else's story. So it's great to know that it it connects uh, overall and not just. Not just the happy, the puppies and the kittens, but the the challenges, yeah. the connections with God. Because as I think about you know most of the world religions, the key differentiator is that God takes us out of our mess by Himself, that He did it. And so to try and share the gospel without having some reference point to your condition before, it seems almost impossible to me. Yeah. Um. Kevin, you know, I'm, I'm looking through some of the questions I normally ask, and as an interviewer, I'm not quite sure where to, to go yet, except maybe to ask if there's a, one book or maybe some additional resource. You know, we'll already be linking up the, the website, but if there's something else that you'd like to share with our listeners as far as resources or books. Uh, again, there's a book that David Garrison mentioned called Any Three, and it's a it's again it's just like this. He's the the author is training you how to walk up to a Muslim, and in a systematic way. The training is systematic, not the presentation itself, but how to engage a Muslim. This is what your mind, you're thinking through. You're going through this process here. Uh, in this, and I really encourage people to go through any three training. I wrote a book called The Camel Training. It does the same thing. It helps you to get from hello to a gospel presentation using what I learned from Muslim background believers themselves were using out there. I captured that and I put it into a, a training package and it's inside that book. Okay, very good. And before we go, uh, do you have maybe one parting piece of guidance or something you'd like to share with our audience? And uh, and then as and as a follow up, is there a way for people to connect with you if they want to connect further? Mm-hmm. I used to think that I'm actually my job is to go out and convert people, and through the years in, in reading the scriptures it's become more clear to me that I'm not to go out and try to make something happen out there, but rather to go out and find something happening. And whenever you use these kinds of gospel presentations, whether it's this one or another one, or one that you, you have, you've come up with yourself, it launches us into more and more conversations. And the more and more conversations we have, the more possibilities of finding that person who has had a dream just the night before, or they, the, the Holy Spirit is really doing something in their heart and in their mind, just like he said he was going to do. And so that's the, the journey of evangelism that has 
shaped me in the last few years of I got to talk to as many people as I can to find out who is the one who God is working inside of and they're responding to God. And it just keeps me uh, moving to the person, to the next person, to the next person. And when I find that person, it's time to stop, get with him, disciple, train and expect him to do something, which is go into his family, into his network, into his oikos, and to share the good news with them. And that's how movements start. And uh, it's so blessed to, uh, I feel blessed that God has allowed us to, our family, to be a part of some movements of winning a person to Christ and then just step by step over a few years of the gospel just traveling from one lost person uh, to another person and to another person and people are getting saved in the wake of that. You can get in touch with me. Uh, A good email address for me is you can write uh, K Greason. That's G-R-E-E-S-O-N at imb.org. Well, thank you so much, Kevin. This was amazing. It was wonderful for me, and I, I trust that it has great value for our listeners as well. Thanks so much for being with us. We appreciate it. Thank you, Brian. As somebody who's not as familiar as I'd like to be with the idea of sharing my faith in particularly with someone from another culture, I really appreciate all that Kevin brought to the table today. Again, if you're interested in checking out any of the resources, those are available at engagingmissions.com slash Kevin Greeson or slash 60, as in episode number 60. I would really recommend that you stop by and check out some of the downloadable resources that he mentioned. Maybe take a quick look at that video. And if you do want to connect with Kevin more personally, check out that email address he gave. Thanks for listening to the Engaging Missions show. You can find more great content like this along with show notes by visiting engagingmissions.com or by subscribing to the show in iTunes or Stitcher. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us an honest rating and review in iTunes by visiting engagingmissions.com iTunes. Audio editing for this program was provided by Jeff Butterworth of Sound Paradigm Studios. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back next week.